Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We're live. It is Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I don't know, five o'clock like splits that right in the middle. So Same hopefully thing. you guys are having a good weekend or have had a good weekend. TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes. Let's get after it. Richie, how you doing? Good, man. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. We're uh, doing this now. Taking my kids to see some Christmas lights like on the other side of town. This drive through thing that we've done the last couple of years. <laughs> they think it's the greatest thing ever. It just really kills like two hours and they're, you know, strapped into their car seats. So it's great. But uh, how's your weekend been? Pretty good, man. Uh, uh, sorry I missed ice, but that was seemed that was like fun. a good time. That was a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I bet it was a phenomenal time. And I'm, I'm just ready for the Cheez-It Bowl, man. I, I cannot wait for this Cheez-It Bowl. Like, I, it's going to be a blast. I was saying this yesterday, like I, you know, and if you're in here, if you're watching this, do us a favor, try and get some good, a good, good crowd in here tonight. Make sure you thumbs up the video as always get your comments off. You can utilize the super chat and make sure you're subscribed. We are double digits away from hitting 4k, which, you know, back in June when we really started pushing YouTube, we were at like 500. So we've seen some pretty good growth, but we're, I think we're 80, 80 ish subs away from, uh, from, 4k this video itself will get like three to five thousand views yeah um so i need 80 of you guys to step up to the plate and and uh and, and hit the subscribe button so but yeah we we've had a good weekend um and but you're right i in the last couple of years we've been like hobbling to the finish line and you've been like man i'm, I'm ready for florida state football to be you know like let's get to basketball season well it is a complete opposite now shout out to the basketball team for picking up an acc win yesterday uh but yeah, I miss it. I miss football. Like the World Cup, it's been nice. I see you with your USA shirt on. It's been nice the World Cup has been on. I'm a big messy guy, so Argentina making the semifinal is is really cool. Yeah. But I I mean there's nothing like college football. And so yeah, Friday at 11:30, there's a bowl game. Um the crappy bowls first. That's fine. UF plays on Saturday. Get to make fun of them when they lose to Oregon State. But yeah, I miss football. I'm I'm ready for the cheese bowl. Yeah. I'm ready to get out there. We got a big tailgate going. Um, Harlan, can you throw the, this link that I'm about to send you right now into the description? If you guys would, uh, would like to join us out at the cheese it bowl, we're doing a huge tailgate should have a lot of fun. So come out and hang out with us out there. Um, double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee, 2550 North Monroe, working on a way to get them out there to the tailgate they've gone everywhere with us this year we're out in new orleans they've been in tallahassee when we were up there for the clemson game and the florida game we're gonna try and get them back out uh for the bowl logistics into the year that's not the easiest thing but we'll see what we can do um and richie i'll i'll we'll, we'll jump into it here but i also want to give a quick shout out to gramco i'm wearing on my shirt tonight but the gramco.com oh no i'm not wrong shirt my bad but <laughs> the gramco.com uh, best Delta A products on the market. They are one of the largest growers in the state of Florida. Complete truth when I tell you they are phenomenal people to work with. They give back a ton. One of the largest cannabis companies in Florida. So give them a, uh, a try if you haven't already. You can use DFNS25 at thegramco.com. Or you can use TJ25. I know some of you guys watch the the other, whichever. They, they both work the same. They both all go in the same pot. 25% off, whatever you can remember better. Link's in the description. Um, thanks for joining us. Again, thumbs up, share, like, comment. Let's uh, let's try and answer some questions tonight. But uh, let's get after it. Richie, 
I want to talk to you about this kind of big picture, and then we'll dive into some of the stuff that's going on this weekend. But Florida State, with a bunch of recruits on campus this weekend, a bunch of transfers, and are is I don't necessarily know that Florida State wants this reputation, like wants to be known as second chance you, which is why I threw up there on the on the on the description <laughs> and on the title. But like they've somewhat kind of turned into that, and they've done such a good job in the portal. What do you think it is that makes Florida State so successful there? I mean, there's a few things, right? Like, and we'll talk about some of them now. But what's the first thing that kind of pops out to your in your head? Obviously, people think about Jermaine Johnson and Jared Burse. And I mean, honestly, you know, Jordan Travis is a transfer and, he, and he's been in the system for a couple of years. But what is it about Florida State that makes them so successful in the transfer portal? I think it's one of those things where it's, you know, Florida State clearly is the transfer destination for any transfer prospect right like it truly is like we can joke about oh come here come here come here but you know what i mean it it is the exact thing florida state is the destination for transfer prospects and i think that's a fact like we've done it we've seen it jermaine johnson jermaine thomas um keir thomas like it doesn't matter that's where we are right now and I think that's exactly where we are when it comes to this year. Like Florida State is the destination for the transfer portal. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing, and there's a couple of couple of takeaways. I think I think one of the bigger things is that Mike Norvell does a like he and his staff are excellent at evaluating talent, and so they know when somebody is talented enough for them to want to go after them. And whether that be in-person evaluations, like everybody flipped out over the Trey Benson take and, oh man, he was injured over there. You know, he'll never, he'll never do anything here. Like Mike saw him in person and said like, no, 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 I know how to evaluate talent. Like, you know, Mike has certainly done less, uh, more with less. Sorry, let's say it the right way. And so first of all, they're really good at evaluating talent. They're also really good at being one of the first to reach out to people. Like some of the transfers that are on campus this weekend, um, Jaheim Bell, Kyle Morlock, um, Rube, uh, sorry, not, not Ruben Bain, um, who was on campus, but that's not who I was thinking of. Um, the, uh, offensive lineman help me out. Uh, Jeremiah Byers, a lot of the guys that are on campus, like they come immediately, like their first chance to get on campus and be around FSU. Um, they take it and they didn't, you know, some of those guys are going to go off and take other visits. I'm actually going to put out a video tomorrow morning with Zach Blostein of Knowles 247, where we'll go deeper into some of the, how the recruiting weekend went. But I think the fact that they evaluate talent really, really well, they're on these guys early. They're on these guys. And most of them tell you, yeah, Florida State was the first school to reach out to me. When they lock in on guys that they know are going to be really good, Florida State is quick to act. They move fast. And um, that's paid off. Another thing they've done is – Florida State has not had the success that they need to have to compete at a championship level based on past results in in recruiting high school kids. But what they've done a phenomenal job of is they've done a good job of when guys are recruited and they're promised the world because high school recruits are absolutely promised the world by every coach in the world. They've done a good job of being very transparent with guys who are looking to improve their situation. Maybe things didn't work out at their last school. Maybe there was a coaching change at their last school. Maybe they just want to be closer to home. Whatever that situation is, Mike Norvell and his staff have done a phenomenal job of being real with people and also getting talent in 
that doesn't necessarily need to be developed for two years of the college level. Maybe they've already been developed, right? Like, so you, you look at the Daryl Jackson kid who we put a video out this week. Um, I don't know that Florida state would have taken him as a, as a take in 2020, but with two years of college under his belt, like he's a massive take and, and he'll be really, really good for FSU going forward. And so I think that they've done a good job of balancing that. I, I'll say this and I'll shut up and let Richie have it back, but there's this <laughs> adage out there of you. And I, I still think that high school recruiting is the lifeblood of a program. Yeah. So don't get me wrong on this, but there's this, there's this saying out there. There's this phrase out there that says you, you can't build a champion through the portal. And I don't, I still think high school recruiting is more important because the portal is more hit or miss, but I think you can, I, I think that that's wrong. And People say that because we've never seen it because the transfer portal in today's day, like the way that we know the transfer portal now, like kids could always transfer, but the way that we know the transfer portal now is so new. And so, yeah, you, you haven't seen a team go out there and win a championship based solely on the portal. I'll remind you that even with going five and seven last year, Florida state had a top 20 class and they're going to have a top 15 ish class this year. So it's not like their recruiting classes have been in the eighties or anything, you know, insane, but people say that people say you can't win a championship through the portal. I don't know. I mean, you, you haven't yet, but that's not to say that that that's not to say that you can't, I'll tell you this Florida state's like, two or three pieces away from competing for the ACC and going 11 and one or 10 and two. And if they go 11 and one next year and win the ACC, they're going to be competing for a championship and they primarily built it through the portal as nice as this class is going to be this year. It's all kind of happened through the portal. So I don't know. I just don't know that I agree with that completely of, uh, Oh, you can't build a champion through the portal. We'll see. But if Florida state, if, if Florida state lives up, they're going to be a top 10 ish team next year. If they're a top 10 team to start the year, they were 12 in 2013. That's competing for a title. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I just, I think that there are a few things that Norvell and his staff have done really, really well. They're going to continue to excel in that. And like Richie pointed out, now at this point, they are a destination. Guys know, hey, it's like being an offensive lineman. Like, where do you want to go if you're an offensive lineman? Wisconsin you know, Penn State, like there are those places where you just know you're going to be developed. And so if you're a transfer and you've got, and you know, you've got something left in the tank and you've got something to give and you're not being utilized the right way, like Pittman and Wilson and Benson and whoever else you want to throw on that list that we've taken, the, the transfer portal and coming to Florida State has been absolutely electric. And so, yeah, I agree. We've never seen somebody build a champion through the portal but I think that you can get pretty close. And I think that high school recruiting does need to take that step forward. I think 24, it will, but I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold that you can't get pretty close to building a champion through the portal. Um, Richie, any other thoughts on the portal? I want to talk about some of the guys that were on campus and, and go through some of that, but just anything else you want to add to that? I know I kind of went on a tangent there. No, I, I, I think you're spot on CJ. Like the, the portal is absolutely a, a, a avenue that Florida State can use and needs to use and and I love that we are because when you think about it like it, it, fifth, 10 of our 15 players that would ended up on all ACC teams 
are from the portal. Like this is yeah. a big deal. Like it, it's just what it is. That is today's college football. I cannot wait. Uh, you know, Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson, Fabian Lovett. Like you can go on and on and on. But man, I love what we are from the portal. We do definitely need to build this roster from the high school ranks, right? That that's that's extremely important. But man, the portal's a big deal and it's not going away at all. Yeah, I, I think the other side of that too is so I think with the portal, and this is the game is evolving, right? And so yeah, we've never seen somebody do it, but man. I think you also have more security taking guys in the portal. Now you have them for less time, right? But in theory, if if somebody's an absolute hit, you have them for three years anyway, right? Yeah. And they don't yeah. really start to make an impact until halfway through that first year anyway, most of the time, right? Like I don't I don't expect Hakeem Williams to come in here and be an instant no. impact guy week one. Now I'd love if he was. But I, you know, even Dalvin Cook, right? Like the greatest running back, not to offend anybody, but greatest running back in Florida State history didn't really break out until like game five or six or seven against Louisville, right? And then from there, it was it was kind of his show. But it was Carlos Williams a lot before that. And, and then Dalvin did break out. But it does take guys a little bit of time to get going. And so if a guy is coming to you from the portal, first of all, He's already been developed in a college system. Now, it may, that college system may suck, and and you may have to fix some things. Um, but he doesn't. He's not a. High, he doesn't have a high school body anymore. Um, and then second, he's. If you take somebody in the portal, they're almost guaranteed not leaving your program, right? Because nobody wants to sit out a year, right? So it's almost like an added layer of protection. Because nobody's leaving from the portal. I mean, I know it happens, right? We just picked up a guy who left from the portal, but he's going to get a waiver. I mean, that stuff is rare, right? Like, I think most of it now is you're, if you come in from the portal, you're staying, right? Especially if you come in and you make an impact like you can. And so, I don't know. I, so, some of the guys on, on campus this week mentioned a, a couple of tight ends. Um, Jaheim Bell is one transferring from South Carolina. Could really, really make this offense pretty dynamic. We mentioned the other tight end, Kyle Morlock, 6'7", 250 from Blairsville, Georgia. He's the 14th best transfer product, uh, according to 247 Sports. Um, the other potential transfer guy is, um, man, I had it just a second ago again, Jeremiah Byers. He is a 6'6", offensive tackle. He is the sixth highest rated transfer prospect, according to On3. I like where Florida State stands with all three of those. We'll go a little deeper into that with um, uh, Zach Blosting tomorrow on Knowles two, from Knowles 247. But I think that Florida State's in a good position for all of them. I think, you know, if I had to put my finger on it, I'd, I'd say that Morlock is, is probably the most likely, and then I'd have buyers. But I think they're in a really good spot for, for Bell, too. Um, so Florida State, because of what they've been able to do um, – Man, yeah, you guys are you guys have some great comments, by the way. I want to go through some of these in just a minute. But because of what Florida State's been able to do the last couple of years in the portal, they've really set themselves up where people want to come, they want to get here, and um they don't have you know, they they have filled out this roster a lot more, and the two deep is pretty solidified, and so they don't have to take as many guys. They can be a lot more selective with the six to eight pickups they're taking this year. A couple of good comments here. You'll never be able to have quality depth and be able to rotate if you don't bring in high school kids and develop them. 
Kids are hitting the portal and expecting to play. That's absolutely right. I think it's a two-edged sword, though, because if you're not developing them fast enough and they're not getting on the field fast enough, they'll transfer out, just like we just saw with Sam McCall, right? And so I think that it's, it is a double-edged sword. You know, you're, you're going to see more and more and more kids transfer out of programs every single year. I think it, when it all comes down to it, you're, you've got 85 scholarship guys. You take about 20 to 25 in a recruiting class. And I think you're going to have between 10 and 15 transfer out every year. They just aren't getting the playing time they want. And so you've got, you're going to have to fill your 20 to 25 in high school. And I think you're going to have to fill your anywhere from eight to 15 in the portal. I think, I just think that's what, where college football is going to be. And with the success that Mike Norvell and staff have had, it might be leaning toward that 20 side in high school and taking bigger portal classes, taking 12 to 15 guys. So I, I think that that's been pretty impressive uh, what they've done. The new high school recruiting, the way they're there. Yep. I think high school recruiting can be more hit and miss than the portal. Certainly from, certainly from a, yeah. Cause when you're taking a kid in high school, like you've got to not only develop him mentally, you've got to develop him physically. And if they've already been in high school, or I'm sorry, if they've already been in college for two years, then yeah, you you're getting you're getting a you're getting a leg up on some of that. You don't have to develop them as much physically. It's just are they a good fit for your system? And I will say, Mike Norvell, how many misses have there been in the portal? Very few, very few. Like, like look at the Florida State has done a phenomenal job in the transfer portal, and a lot of it is just because of how well they've done hitting these sophomore j- juniors these johnny wilson's these jaron jones uh all these guys man it, it's phenomenal and i love it and i think we're going to do it again this year and now we're getting to the area where we, we become like all right who do we take in the portal who do we not take and who do we bring back because i think that's where we are I, I cannot wait. I love it. I think Florida State is doing a phenomenal job, and Mike Norvell is doing a phenomenal job in the portal. Yeah, so you look at last year's class. So like took Milton. Yeah. Uh, you know, people could say that's a miss. I, I don't think that's a miss. I, I think that Norvell knew what he had and wanted to push Travis. But if you want to call that a miss, that's fine. Jarquez McClellan, somebody that didn't really materialize. Then you look at the rest of them. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, Jamie Robinson, Kier Thomas, um, DJ Williams, I, I, that one maybe hasn't materialized as much um, at this point. Uh, Dylan Gibbons uh, transferred in here. Uh, and then, you you know, last year's was absolutely elite as well. You DJ Williams did end up transferring out. You brought in Demetri Emanuel. Big Meach was great for you this year. Jason Turntine was great for you this year. Um, you yeah. brought in... Obviously, Trey Benson, you brought in Winston Wright. That one hasn't materialized yet, but I think it will. Tatum Bethune, that one was an, a hit. Deuce Span, I think, will be a hit next year. Uh, that's like kind of a TBD at this yep. point. Greedy Vance was a hit. Johnny Wilson was a hit. Um, uh, and that's, I think, all we've got for for this one. I, I don't <laughs> think I'm missing anybody else. Oh, and Jared Verse. Yeah, Jared Verse and Micah Pittman. So you're Caden Lyles. I know he got hurt, but he really pushed um, – uh, Marie Smith, bless Harris. You know, he got hurt, but like, yeah, I, I, I think most of these are, you know, there, there's a pretty good trend here of, of these are all hits. So yeah, I, I think that they've done a great job. It's not even been 50, 50 for them. It's truly, it's truly been like 80% hits. So 
Only one portal commit so far. Yeah, that is Daryl Jackson from Miami. Um, Let's we put go. out a video. Love it. Put out a video this week. Um, he'll 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 be there starting for the Knowles next year. I know Fabian hasn't announced one way or the other just yet. I'm leaning toward Fabian probably leaving, but either way, you know he will certainly start. And uh, his mom's going through some health problems. So if if you if you're the praying kind or want to send good thoughts and, and vibes that way, um, maybe lift up his mom. I know that they're they're going through some stuff. Um, Ruben Bain on campus. Um, another one is Cameron Robinson. Going to talk a lot more about both of those with Zach Blosty tomorrow. I still think Ruben Bain leans Miami's way. Um, I think that Cameron Robinson, the linebacker currently committed to Virginia, is is probably going to end up in FSU's class, but we'll see. Uh, somebody asked about um, the kid from UCF that's on campus. Um, man, uh, do, 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 uh, Harlan, you want to help me out with, I, I don't remember. I don't have his names right in front of me. Um, oh, Damari Brown. Yeah. Damari Brown was there with his brother, um, Devonte Brown. I don't necessarily know if that's somebody asked if that's a pat, package deal. I think that if they offer and want Devonte Brown and they press hard there, they will get him. I don't necessarily know that that means that they will absolutely get, um, Damari Brown. I still feel like that is, I don't know. I still feel like that's maybe a, a Miami Bama thing with Florida state, like closing in. Um, but yeah, I, I do think taking his brother would be a help. I, I don't think that, uh, I think Florida state, if they, if they want Devonte Brown, if they want the brother, if they want the older brother, they're, they're going to take him and not base it on just like, oh, okay, well we'll take him to, to get Damari. I, I don't think Florida state works that way at, at this point. So I like him for Devonta. I think Damari's, you know, kind of a stretch, but you know, if they could close on either Bain or Brown, I think that that'd be really, really good. Um, we'll talk more about that with Zach tomorrow morning. Uh, quick shout out to Garnet and Gold. If you're shopping this holiday season, garnetandgold.com, you can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, to save 15% on your order. There's no limit, so however much you want to spend, you can save 15%. Orders over $75 get free shipping. If you're there local in the Tallahassee area, you can do in-store pickup. You can't use the code at the register, but you can use in-store pickup, so you don't have to have it shipped to you. They're in town. Uh, Garningold.com, no slaw, N-O-S-L-A-W. Richie, some guys returning. Uh, this is not an inclusive list, but some of the bigger names, Jordan Travis, who announced the day after we recorded last. Trey Benson, Lawrence Toa Philly, Robert Scott, Mo Smith, both big linebackers, Kalen and Tatum. Then some guys in the secondary. I think Dent is coming back. I don't think he did an official announcement, but I do think he was talking to some guys after practice and kind of let it out there. Um, I, if I'm wrong on that, somebody can correct me, but I, I thought I was hearing hearing that correct. Um, Jerry and Jones, I don't know that there was a ton of surprise around that one. Um, and a few other guys back as well. Still waiting on uh, Fabian Lovett, Jamie Robinson, Jared Verse, and Treshawn Ward to make official announcements. But uh, the guys returning, JT Benson, um, Scott Smith, you really return your entire offense with the exception of maybe Dylan Gibbons and um, uh, Demetri Emanuel, who are both out of eligibility. Uh, thoughts on uh, thoughts on everybody coming back? 
Yeah, first of all, shout out uh, Battlezone Collective, like amazing, like Ingram Smith, shout out him, that that is phenomenal, and man, all these guys coming back, this offense should be, they were this offense was elite this year, right? I think they're going to be beyond elite next year, and it's just a matter of time until, you know, getting these players back in the system, etc., uh man, I, I'm ex- so excited to see this offense next year. Defense, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I think they could be really good as well. But this offense could be elite. I'm talking top three in the country, elite TJ. I mean, you'll have to take that big of a step to do that. They were a top 10 offense yeah. this year. Yeah, I, you know, I think analytics, I don't know if they have them as, as top 10. I'll kind of look that up while I'm rambling here, but. Um, I, you know, as far as yard for play, I mean, one of one of one, one, one team in the country that was uh, top 10 in yards per play offensively and defensively. Um, FPI had Florida State's offense at who FPI wasn't very kind 35. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that a ton. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's defense. That's defense. I clicked on the wrong one. I was gonna say there's no way. Yeah, FPI has his top 10. So, you know, there we your, go. Top, your top 10 this year. Um, you're, you're really just not having to move up that far to get uh, to to get to that top five ish range that, that Richie's talking about. Um, you know, the top uh, the top f- numbers five. There was a there was a pretty good drop off. Your, your top five offenses were like Ohio State, Tennessee, USC, Georgia and Washington. And then your next bunch, Kansas, Michigan, Oregon, Alabama and Florida State were all separated by less than two points. So, you know, like it, it was it was pretty impressive to see where Florida State's offense was this year. And yeah, truly getting everybody back and possibly getting some pretty elite additions, um, Hakeem Williams and some other guys, it, it, it could yeah. be it could be pretty impressive. And then, you you know, Jordan Travis has never not had an offseason where he didn't improve tremendously. Um, so you, you'd have to figure that he gets pretty good too uh, or gets, you know, elevates his game one more time uh, for his final game. Yeah, shout out to Battles End. Ingram and, and, and those folks are doing a fantastic job. Can't wait to learn more about them. We, we did do, again, a quick video on that. Um, but go check that out. I, I think that, that they've, they've done a great job. You can go to The Battles End on Twitter, and you can find that. Um, still waiting on, like I said, Fabian, J-Rob, and Verse. I, I think there's a chance you, you may get one of those three guys back. Um, I... My gut would say Fabo because I just think Verse is going to be a little little too high up. But that's no inside information. Like, they may all three be gone. But no announcements yet. I think things are still being worked on behind the scenes. And then, yeah, we've got some comments on Ward today. Um, I, I think Ward would be welcome back. I think that um, there, there's – I think he's trying to figure – you know, from, from what I've heard, what I've talked to – I think he's trying to figure out what's best for him. Is that returning for another year? Is that, um, you know, going somewhere and, and being the guy Florida state has an you know, it's almost like a, a, a an issue of, you know, your, your, your running back room is almost too good, right? Like you got like three or four guys who could legitimately be number one, several other places. And so I think it's for him, it's, it's figuring that out. I think that's why you haven't seen an announcement yet. Um, you know, focus on, focus on what you can control and, and see what happens there. Um, I have no real concerns about Florida State's running back room at all in in 2023, uh, but I, you know, certainly love for Ward to to be part of it. Um, a couple more things, and we'll get out of here. Again, if you're watching, well up into the triple digits now. We are 
like less than 80 subscribers away from hitting that 4K number. So that'd be a lot of fun. If you're watching and you're unsubscribed right now, you don't have to like us. You can turn us notifications off. You don't have to watch any, but just hit the subscribe button. Let's hit that 4K. Help us get there. Let's try and do it tonight. I mean, like I said, we've got hundreds of people in here. Let's uh, let's try and hit that ASAP. Make sure you're thumbs up and you're commenting with your questions or anything that you have there. Uh, let's skip grading the position groups, Richie. We're running out of time. But let's talk a little bit about the 12-team playoff. If Florida State, uh, if the 12-team playoff was happening this year, we'd be just on the outside of it. We'd actually be two spots on the outside of it, so that does make me feel a little bit better. We wouldn't be the first team left out because Tulane would get in by virtue of winning their their conference. Um, but we would be left out. We'd be really, really close. And then, you know, you, if, if the team can take another step forward next year, whether that be one or two more wins, I don't know. But 10-2 and two or 11-1. and one, I mean, 11-1 and one is going to get you in the playoff next year. But 10-2... Oh, Ten and two next year would would probably get you in. Nine and three next year may get you in because you're going to start the season ranked a lot higher. While well, you were unranked this year, so you're going to start the season ranked. And you know preseason rankings, though they are dumb, um, it would benefit you in that situation. So Florida State can kind of keep things, you know, trending upward. They should be in that first twelve team playoff. I, I'm going to put my stamp on that right now. You you finished, you know you. You get back to a point where you're finishing top two or three in the ACC, even if you haven't caught Clemson by that time, you should absolutely be in that discussion. Yeah, college football playoff is still four teams. I yeah, I'm just saying, like if it was if it was 12 next year, you'd you'd probably be in it next year with the guys you're returning. But you know, if you keep trending upward, I think you I think Florida State should be a 2024 playoff team. I think they're going to compete for the ACC next year, and we'll certainly do a fair amount of breaking down all of that in the off season, but uh, general thoughts on college football playoff expansion. Yeah. I love the expansion, right? It, it, it is so good for college football. And I think, you know, a lot of people are upset, right? And I get it because you have traditionalists that they're, they're thinking, man, that's, we don't need expansion, et cetera. Man, the college basketball tournament, the NCAA tournament used to be 32 teams. Now it's 64 and now it's 68. So I, I think it's great for all of sports and I I cannot wait because Florida State absolutely would have a chance this year to get in. And how excited would us as Florida State fans be the fact that we could potentially make it to the college football playoff this year? Obviously, it's not going to happen this year for Florida State, but it could happen next year and the year after. I'm so excited. It's just phenomenal. and. A lot of fans can be excited because we are going to be in the playoff in the very near future. I think so. I think so. We might start lying about 2023 even, but 2024, I, I feel like if, if if Florida State's not in the playoff in 2024, I think it's a, it's a pretty big disappointment. I think we all yeah. think we're going to have a, a pretty good year next year with the guys coming back. I think we, think we, we may see the team take another step forward. Um, I don't know if that'll materialize in more wins or not, I don't, you know, but – you know, you'd think that Florida State should go at least nine and three again next year. They're maybe a little bit of ahead of schedule this season. And so if you can stay there at nine and three next year and then show improvement in 2024, what will that do for your recruiting in the 2024 class? And what will that do for you during that season? I'm excited for it. I also think that it will make more late season games matter. I talked about this just kind of big picture. I understand that, you know, there's the thought process out there of it. It devalues the regular season. 
I think in some aspects it does. It does make that three versus five matchup of Alabama and Tennessee or um, that one versus three of Alabama. I'm sorry, t- Tennessee and Georgia. I do think it devalues that just a tad because you, you understand like the stakes aren't so high there. Um, but stakes are still really high. If that would have still happened this year, the winner of that Tennessee-Georgia game would have gotten the inside path to the to the championship, to the SEC championship, and the East was much better than the West was this year. And so you knew that whoever went between Tennessee and and um, Georgia was going to probably win the SEC. And by winning the SEC, you get a home – I'm sorry, you get a bye. You get a first-round bye. And so I do think that the stakes will still be very high for those games. What I think it will make fun – is those late season ranked matchups between the team that is ranked um, ninth and 14th. And that game, you know, second weekend of November between a ninth ranked team and a 14th ranked team, both those teams know that neither one of them are getting in the playoff this year. They both know that there's no chance that they're getting in, but now, well, not now, but in 2024, that nine versus 14 is basically a play-in game for the playoff, right? Like now you could go out and you could lose the next week or the next two weeks and eliminate yourself. But I don't know. I think it's going to make more of those matchups matter. You know, the only one I can really think of like down the stretch like th- that we had with that was the Tulane UCF game. And that one's a little bit different just because it was for a conference champion. Like that would have been the case either way. But that was a ranked matchup down the stretch that nobody really cared about. I think if it's for a playoff spot, more people are tuned in. More people are watching it. It does make it more exciting. If Florida can get their things figured out, Florida, Florida State, yeah. if both teams are ranked in the top 15-ish, that's a playoff spot. Like, that's a play-in game for the playoff spot. So you want to add more drama to Florida, Florida State? Let both those teams be ranked in the top 15 when they play each other. And the winner gets to go to the – the winner not only gets the bragging rights for the year, the winner not only gets to – carry the gator head around or talk smack to their friends. The winner goes to the playoff. Like imagine though, like, yeah, like, so I don't know. I think it's going to make things pretty big. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Does it? Yeah. Does it maybe make those one versus three matchups? Like do they not hurt as bad if you lose them? Maybe, but I think that it could really make f- things fun in, in November. And then I think the playoff itself is, is actually going to be um, p- pretty fun as well. So um Big shout out. I got a couple of shout outs, Richie. Then if you have any, we can get out of here. Big shout out to the women's basketball team starting 10 and one. Pretty impressive um, what they've been able to do. Men's basketball team got a big win yesterday against Louisville for their second of the season, but one and one in conference play. So let's keep trending up if we can. Um, Soccer and volleyball finished their seasons. Uh, Tough, tough loss um, for soccer in the semifinal. And uh, volleyball lost in the tournament as well. But uh, football, there's one one sport left for fall sports, and it it's football. And it, you know we'll play on December 29th, and hopefully beat Oklahoma to get to 10 wins. But those are the only shout outs I have. Um, again, shout out Gramco Guthrie's and Garnet and Gold. Links are in the description if you need any of that stuff. And uh, come hang out with us at the tailgate. Um, link to the tailgate is in the description. It is the Eventbrite link. Um, in fact, I can tell it to you. It's really, really easy. It's cheeseitbowltailgate.eventbrite.com. Cheeseitbowltailgate.eventbrite.com. Rich, you got any shout outs before we get out of here? Yeah, man, none, none, none for me. I'm excited for the tailgate. I'm excited for the game. Um, I'm excited that Florida State 
Louisville is trash, man. Louisville is so bad, but you know what? We had to win that game when we did, so I will gladly take it. Good stuff. Well, again, triple digits in here tonight. Appreciate everybody that was in here and hung out for the live broadcast. Of course, always appreciate the replay watchers as well. Um, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Again, we are inching closer to 4,000. That'll be a fun number to hit, and then the path to five starts after that. So make sure you thumbs up, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more content tomorrow morning. Again, I'm going to do a video with Zach Blostein of Knowles 247, breaking down how recruiting went this weekend for Florida State. Until next time, appreciate you guys. Go Knowles.